Bucks fans, it's time for Buccaneers Insider Live presented by Miller Lite. Casey Phillips here with senior writer and editor Scott Smith. And as always, this is where we take your questions. So any of those that you have, head on over to Facebook and underneath our live video, you can leave your questions and comments there as we give people a chance to start submitting some of those. We've had a lot happen over the last week. We've got mini camp happening here. Finally, the whole team veterans, rookies, everyone out on the field together. So yesterday was the first day of that. Got to hear from Bruce, uh, Chris Godwin, Alex Kappa, a few different people afterward. Wanted to hear just some of your initial takeaways from either watching practice or listening to everybody talk afterward. Well, the first good thing was that all 89 players were here and most of them were in action. We have 89 right now because of the Cameron Kinley situation. We were at 90. Um, so all of them were here. All of them were out on the field. There were six guys that didn't practice, um, John Franklin, O.J. Howard, Antonio Brown, Indomitian Sue, Jordan Whitehead, and uh, uh, the rookie, Jalen Darden, which was the one kind of surprise. He, must, he had a very slight hamstring tweak from last week, according to Bruce Arians. And it's so minor that Arians said he might actually practice on Thursday. And in fact, all these guys seem to be some variation of he's very close from uh, Bruce Arians' estimation. And he said at the end of kind of running down all those different injury situations that all of them should be fine for the beginning of training camp. So I don't know. I don't remember a season where we've been kind of this, assuming all those go as well as we hope, we've been this healthy heading into a camp. And speaking of that guy who was out there who hadn't been recently, Joe Tryon, yeah. uh, he had missed all of his uh, rookie mini camp and times like that with a little bit of an injury. And uh, Daniel had asked what you thought of him. I know that yesterday was a very small little glimpse into it, but either uh, from coach talking about him or what you saw, what were the initial thoughts on Joe Tryon? Yeah, well, he looked like he was running around very well. Uh, Coach had always said that he thought he'd be back by the mini camps. So he basically hit the the target that was expected. Um, they took it carefully with him over the last few weeks. And, uh, you know, at this point in these type of practices without pads, without anybody wanting to get really close to a quarterback, especially Tom Brady, um, you, you know, it's a little hard to tell how good a pass rusher is. But Coach Arian said afterwards that he looks slippery in shorts and not every guy does. So I guess if you look good rushing the passer right now in shorts, that's a good sign, you know, for what it'll look like when the pads go on. Yeah, that's a great point. And something else that has happened uh, since our last show was Julio Jones getting traded. And so anytime a, a big name either comes to or leaves the division, we always want to talk about how that might affect the Buccaneers. So what were your initial thoughts on that? And, and hey, I guess the Bucs still will get to see him technically this year, just only in the preseason. Yeah. Um, well, my thoughts are that went pretty well. <laughs> you know, he got traded out of our division. This is a guy that was averaging 115 yards and one touchdown per game against the Buccaneers in his career. And uh, he not only got traded out of the, the division, but out of the conference entirely and to a team we wouldn't play in the regular season. Um, I don't think necessarily that our defensive backs would have the same feeling about it. I think they like the challenge. Uh, you know, he was hurt for a number of games last year during the second half. And I'm pretty sure he didn't play in either of the two games against the Buccaneers. So that was the last chance for a while that some of our guys like Carlton Davis are, are going to get to see him. And I'm, I'm willing to bet they would appreciate the challenge, but you know, as a fan um, who doesn't have to play out there and, and just wants to see the best possible situation for the Bucks, I like seeing Julio Jones out of the conference. Yes. I would agree with that. Um, yeah. I'm by sure. That... By the way, and who guess who does play the Titans this fall? Who? The new Orleans saints. Well, there you go. I love it. They just can't get away from him. Right. Exactly. And they, they could be a, a prime competitor for the Buccaneers and uh, for the division title. So that worked out well. 
Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, and we also had Kyle Trask officially sign yesterday. Um, I wanted to hear where, where do we stand on, you know, rookies being signed? And I know people tend to always ask about sort of the salary cap situation and how we determine that at this time of year compared to once you get down to the final roster and, and all of that. Yeah, the, the two guys left to be signed are third round offensive lineman Robert Hainsey and the first rounder that we were talking about, Joe Tryon. And it's a pretty common um, pattern to get your lower drafted guys signed first. So now we're down to the last couple and Joe Tryon will probably be last. You know, I think most fans understand now that these contracts are pretty much slotted in under the current CBA. Depending on where you pick the guy, there's a certain amount that they're going to get. There's a little leeway here and there, but and it's got to be a four-year deal. There's not a lot of give. So a lot of it is just paperwork, I think. Now, there's a little more give with what happens with a, a first rounder, but we are talking about the last pick of the first round. So I don't think it'd be very hard to get it done, uh, but it's not surprising that he's one of the last few left. And have we got any sense uh, on what the team looks at the quarterback situation as of looking at who's getting reps with who? And now that Kyle Trask is signed, and this is our first chance to see all four quarterbacks out on the field together, what indication have we gotten? They did the um, two fields thing that Bruce Arians really likes to do to get more reps for more players with so many guys on the field. Um, so in the first minicamp practice yesterday, there's another one going on right now, and I'm sure they'll do the same thing. But yesterday they split it up with basically the starters and the primary reserves on one field and the younger players and the guys a little farther down the depth chart on the other field, which allowed all those young players to get a lot more snaps than they would normally get. And you had Tom Brady and Blaine Gabbert working with the starters and Kyle Trask and Ryan Griffin working with the, uh, with the younger guys. And I think that's what you would have expected. Uh, Ryan Griffin signed with the Buccaneers, re-signed with the Buccaneers, knowing they had told him they intended to re-sign Blaine Gabbert as well. Uh, and that they might uh, look for a quarterback in the draft. So he knew the situation coming into it. And Bruce Arians wanted to make it clear the other day that he doesn't see Ryan Griffin as the odd man out. Um, it's a competition. You know, you can easily look at it and say, Lane Gabbert is probably the leader to be the primary backup to uh, Tom Brady. And you certainly wouldn't expect the Buccaneers to cut second round pick Kyle Trask. So he'd probably end up being your third quarterback. And, and Ryan Griffin was asked, if what if the situation was that they kept those three but um, with expanded practice squad, you could get a spot on the practice squad. And he's, he basically said he was up for whatever would work. Okay, uh, Mike asked, with it being a 17 game schedule, do you see any players ever being a healthy scratch as a way to keep them fresh? You know, I hear that idea a lot and I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, you know, you look at player, you look at coaches when they're down towards the end of the season and they got a nice lead in their division. And, you know, with some exceptions, they tend to keep wanting to play those guys. <laughs> You know, I think they, I think you'd be more likely to see uh, more substitutions on a game by game basis. So maybe you, instead of mitigating the snaps by saying you're not playing this game and there's 80 snaps that we don't have to worry about, you know, figure out those 80 snaps by taking them out of games along the way. Because do you want to be sitting in a, a game that ends up being, because every game's important, we know that, right? It's week 13 and you decide to healthy scratch Chris Godwin and then Mike Evans gets hurt and uh, knock on wood and you need a receiver there and it's a close game and you're like, well, Chris Godwin's standing right there, but we made him inactive and we can't use him. I don't think any coach wants to put himself in that position. Yeah, I think that's a great point. Uh, Jermaine asked, will you guys be attending the ring ceremony and have you gotten a glimpse of the rings yet? Yes and no, but I think the second one will be soon. Uh, yeah, at yes. Point, at some point we're gonna have to write about it and so on. So. Right, yeah, I, I know 
a way that I could see a mock-up I've heard, but I've chosen not to because I want to wait and actually see the real things. I won't have to write about it ahead of time. And so I am choosing to wait until I actually get to see my ring sitting there before I look at it. It was very tempting. I felt like a kid at Christmas again. It's like, you know where your Christmas presents are hidden and you're deciding if you're going to look or not. Um, I never did. Did you? I never, I never looked for the presents. I didn't either. I didn't want to know. Yeah, I didn't either because I'm like, then it's no fun. Then you, then you already, you already know, and you take all the. I fun. did want to open one or two on Christmas Eve, but other than that. Yes, I agree with that. Um, Shawnesia asked, "What are your expectations from Sean Murphy Bunting and Carlton Davis this year?" Well, I mean, I think we keep talking about guys making a leap or improving from one year to the next. I don't know if we have to keep talking about Carlton Davis that way. I think he's already there. I think he's already one of the best cornerbacks in the league. One of the one of the few guys, one of the handful of guys that a team can take and put on a guy like Julio Jones or Michael Thomas and have a good feeling that they can shut him down. And there's not a lot of guys that you can count on doing that. And the fact that the Buccaneers have that confidence in him uh, makes me think they think he's one of the best cornerbacks in the league. And I do too. Uh, Sean Murphy Bunting in both of his first two years has really finished strong. You know, there were some struggles that he acknowledged along the way last year, but coming down the stretch and then especially in the playoffs, um, he was a big time playmaker and, and uh, he is a guy that could take a step forward in terms of just being more consistent from a week to week basis. And, and he knows that and the coaches know that. And, and that's something we might see from him that could make this defense even better next year, this year. Yeah, you know, I've seen people asking about the idea of complacency. Do you think the team is going to be as fiery this year after already winning one? And, you know, are, do they seem as hungry as they were last year? And uh, I know that was something that Bruce Arians was asked about yesterday. So what was the indication that uh, you got about where the team stands in terms of the the fire to, to go for two? Yeah, that doesn't seem to be a problem with these guys. Um, they seem very much dialed in. I think part of that has to do with the commitment that the Buccaneers made to keep that entire roster intact. I mean, if you're Levante David and, and Devin White and Rob Gronkowski and all those guys, and you see the team really making an effort to make it as possible as possible for you to be in a good position to defend your title, um, I think that's a motivating factor. And also just the fact that nobody's done it since Tom Brady's Patriots since 2003 and 04. I mean, breaking through and winning the Super Bowl was amazing last year and can never be taken away from these guys. But imagine, you know, their legacy, especially in Buccaneers history, if they can win two in a row. And, you know, it doesn't happen a lot, especially anymore in the NFL. So I think that carrot is just as strong as it was last year. Um, and on the practice field on Tuesday, uh, coach afterward, Coach Arians made a point of saying there was no complacency at all. And he's not really worried about that happening. He said, if, he doesn't really have to say anything. He, he said he had an eye out for it when practice started and he didn't see any of it, but, but he said he doesn't have to say anything because if, if it's somebody on offense and they're not playing, they're not, their effort isn't up to par, they're going to hear it from Tom Brady. And if it happens on defense, they're going to hear it from Levante David. So I think it's very well self-policed. That is true. All right. And we'll close with this. Rob asked with all the returning starters, are there any rookies that could slide into a starting spot? It's not obvious. No, barring injury. We always have to say barring injury, right? Um, I think the closest thing you could say to that is Joe Tryon wouldn't necessarily be starting a bunch of games, but he could be playing a very large role as part as maybe the third guy if he is ahead of Anthony Nelson in the rotation with JPP and Shaq Barrett, and maybe the Buccaneers choose to give Shaq and JPP, you know, maybe I, I know the guys don't want to come off the field, but maybe just a little bit less per game going back to that 17 game season question uh, just to preserve them along the way. So he could end up with a role that's pretty big, but I don't see how he's a starter and, and, Otherwise, Kyle Trask, Robert Hainsey, 
uh, Jalen Darden, the two linebackers, Britton Stewart and Chris Wilcox. Those are all positions that are very well established at starters. So again, barring injury, um, I don't see it. Okay. Our decision of Buccaneers Insider Live presented by Miller Lite. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for those great questions. And we'll see you next week.